0: This is an AMI podcast. You're listening to the Kitchen Confession Podcast with Chef Mary Mamalidi. I always say that I'm a cook and I'm not a chef. I know how to make something taste good because I pour my soul into it. I guess maybe that's how I make sure something tastes good is I'm cooking from my heart. You know, anytime I invite people over to my house, Like, I love cooking a big old spread. Food brings people together. It's like one of the few things in in the world that is universal, that everyone has some type of connection to. I love to cook for that sole purpose of being able to tell a story or to bring people together, you know?
1: That's Kalen Allen. He's an award-nominated actor, producer, singer, digital media star, and television personality. As a college student, Kalen decided to post a hilarious food reaction video on Twitter that led to viral fame and caught the attention of Ellen DeGeneres. Kalen's infectious smile, witty personality, and love of food also landed him on the Food Network's hot list, which features rising culinary talent, and this mega talent, he's here with us today. Kalen, welcome to the show! I feel like I have to give you the Oprah welcome.
0: Oh, my gosh. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. I felt it.
1: (laughs) Thank you so much for coming on and chatting with us today.
0: Of course. I wouldn't want to do anything else. So
1: there's so much that I want to discuss. I mean, and of course, we're going to get to chat about food, obviously, because we both love that topic. But before we do that, let's talk a bit more about yourself. Mm -hmm. You began as an online creator doing your Kalen Reacts videos with like hilarious food commentary. What made you start doing them?
0: That was an accident. It wasn't something that was planned or that I wanted to do. I just happened to come across a video and something in my spirit said for me that I should record myself watching it. And then I recorded it and I uploaded it and it went viral. And so at that point, I was like, well, I guess I should just run with it. So it was never something that was intentional.
1: I mean, and while you were watching these videos, because you've watched many and you've commented on many, were there any that were disgusting appalling what's the most disgusting food concoction that you ever watched
0: um well you know after after i went to do the ellen degeneres show and and the videos became a thing i noticed that people started to just make nasty food videos on purpose um so i remember one was like a hot dog wiener martini or something like that like yeah and like nobody's drinking that you know what Mm -hmm. i mean like it was like Mm -hmm. hot dog juice and stuff like that so that's definitely what i think of when it comes to like just downright nasty
1: oh that sounds awful i mean i think there was another video i saw of yours where someone was making like a potato salad casserole Uh with a hot dog Rim? Oh,
0: yeah. oh, yeah. Yeah, the cake. Yeah, potato salad cake. Uh-huh.
1: That's it. Oh, my. Uh. You're equally popular online as you are on TV, with many people, millions, in fact, recognizing you from your appearances, like we mentioned, on the Ellen DeGeneres show. Um, you've even guest hosted at times. Like, what have you taken away from that experience? What was that like?
0: I think it's more so me realizing what I wanted to do ultimately in my life. You know, like I said, the food videos were an accident, but I can honestly say that when I hosted the show, that was like the first time that I was like, "This is what I'm supposed to be doing this is this is what my destiny is, you know, so I think it was a it was just an eye opener up to what my life could be
1: and a light bulb moment where it's like, I think I found what i I want to be doing,
0: yeah, yeah, definitely,
1: so take me back to that moment. Ellen invited you to be a part of the show. What were you thinking and how were you feeling when that happened?
0: So at that time, there were multiple different offers from other places for me to develop a show around Caitlin Reacts and stuff like that. And the reason why I decided to go with Ellen was because one, I was still in school and what was important to me was stability. And so I knew that that was going to provide me more stability than me trying to develop something and hoping that you know, a company or a production company would want to pick it up or develop it into an actual TV show. And I also, I was already a fan of the Ellen DeGeneres show. And I think for me as a as a college student and having that opportunity be on the table, it was like a no brainer, you know? It was like, that's where I will be able to spread my wings the most. So that's how I ultimately decided to go And there. continue
1: your education, which exactly. is what you wanted to do. Oh, absolutely. I get that. So we love to play games on the Kitchen Confession podcast. Okay. And the first one is this or that. I'll give you two options. One of them, you choose which best suits you. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. Baked or fried food? Fried. Chicken breast or thigh? Thigh. Food. You prefer it on a skewer or on a tiny spoon? Tiny spoon. Breakfast for dinner or dinner for breakfast?
0: Breakfast for dinner.
1: Hot sauce or barbecue sauce? Barbecue. Fries or onion rings? Fries. Grilled cheese or mac and cheese?
0: Mac and cheese.
1: You are good. Okay, last one. Pizza or pasta? Pasta. Now, you've also met and had the opportunity to meet many celebrities. Are there any that stand out as your most maybe memorable moments, memorable conversations, meetings?
0: I mean, my top is always Mariah Carey. Working with Mariah Carey was great. We uh, collaborated for OM Kalen on the 25th anniversary of All I Want for Christmas is You. So that was like very magical for me. Uh, that's because when I was in college, I used to skip class to come up to New York to go see her at the Beacon Theater. Like, did you so, really? Yeah, so like that was like such a, a big deal for me. Um, let me see. Who else did I? I, I mean, Janet Jackson. That was also a big one. You know, also, like, working all the red carpets, like the VMAs and Billboard Awards, like, those are all moments that I love, like J-Lo and Sierra and Sean Mendez and all those people and having the opportunity to, you know, chat with them on carpets. Yeah.
1: I saw one online that you posted that's near and dear to my heart. It's the Ronald McDonald red carpet that you did. Oh, uh,
0: yes. Uh-huh.
1: I loved it. I loved every moment of it. I loved seeing their faces, their reactions to to your questions. It was fabulous.
0: Oh, thank you. That was definitely one of my favorite carpets that I've ever been able to do.
1: (laughs) (laughs) One or more of your recent projects is such an exciting one. I mean, especially because we're doing a podcast today. But tell us about your new podcast venture and who your iconic co-host is.
0: Yes. Yeah, so right now I'm working on a podcast with the one and the only, the incomparable Ricky Lake. It's called Raised by Ricky. And we basically go back and we watch old episodes of the Ricky Lake show. And we discuss them and we bring on old guests and we bring on a lot of, you know, uh, Ricky's old producers and friends and stuff like that. And honestly, it has been an absolute joy. You know, the Ricky Lake show was on when I was like first being born. You know what I mean? So like it started in 1993. So I really hadn't seen the show and that's really what they wanted for the podcast was that they wanted somebody that was kind of rediscovering or actually discovering it for the first time and being able to talk about it in real time so that has been just I mean, to be able, to, I am very grateful that I have been able to be aligned with such icons within the talk show space because I know ultimately that's what I want for my own life at some point. So to be able to, to basically learn from the greats uh, that have always done this, I mean, it's the best.
1: I'm Mary Mammoliti, and you're listening to the Kitchen Confession Podcast. Today, I'm talking with award-nominated actor, producer, singer, digital media star, and television personality, Kaelin Allen. And you're also a fellow food lover, and you like to cook. I do. Am I wrong? I do like okay. to cook, yes. What's
0: your secret to making a meal taste good? Well, you know, I always say that I'm a, I am a cook and I'm not a chef, you know? I think those are two different things. Like, I... I know how to make something taste good by because I pour my soul into it. You know? That's just how it works for me. But I think I may I guess maybe that's how I make sure something tastes good is that I I'm I'm cooking from my heart, you know? I'm cooking from what makes what makes sense within myself, you know? Has that always
1: been the case? Like have you always been around food? Has food cooking food is this something that you grew up with?
0: Yes. My grandmother used to cook meals every day. Every single day we had a, a full course dinner. You know, like we didn't have, like I barely ate cereal growing up. Like my grandmother and my mother would wake up in the morning and cook a full breakfast and everything. You know what I mean? So I think that's kind of what I, I do now as an adult.
1: And so that's something that you take away from that. What are some of your favorite flavor combinations? Oh,
0: well, you know, I am a soul food junkie. Anything soul food is what I And gravitate. I'm not, I'm more of a savory person than I am a sweet person. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. When I think of flavor combination, I I, I think of that, that rich, richness and flavor and and saltiness and things that just make you feel warm. You know, I'm the type of person that makes chicken and dumplings in the summer. You know, just because yeah, it it's makes comforting. it comforting, right? It's comforting. It feels good. Yeah,
1: right. And it takes you back for me. We all have food memories, mm-hmm. right? Whether we realize it or not, we either smell something, we taste something, or there's something in the back of our head that as soon as we see that or, or hear that sound or smell it, it takes us back to a moment in time where we remember something that just complete joy, Do you have anything that as soon as you smell it or you taste it, it takes you back to that moment?
0: Oh, let me think. Let me think. Let me think. I probably have to say peach cobbler. Mm. You know, people know that I I make peach cobbler all the time. And I think as a kid, that's when I first learned how to make peach cobbler. And what's funny is that I used to actually make it and sell it. And people would buy peach cobbler. No way. Yeah, when I lived in Kansas City and even when I was in Philadelphia. And I just think it is it is a dessert that isn't too sweet, but it's still so comforting. See,
1: there's a sign, an entrepreneur at a very young age.
0: You know it, baby. Right? <laughs> we got
1: bills to pay. <laughs> and when we're talking about peach cobbler, all those food memories, it's something that you made at home with your mom, with your grandmother. Well,
0: that was more so a thing that the thing about it was that even though my grandmother and my mother did a lot of cooking, I kind of was self-taught. I kind of cooked the stuff that they didn't cook because like they didn't make peach cobbler. I kind of would just like, you know, do a lot of Google searching and figuring out what were the basic ingredients. And then I would figure out how to make it my own and then do it that way. I think that's more so the lines that I, I lived on.
1: Okay, so are you more of a baker or you prefer to cook?
0: I would say I, I, I'm more of a cook. I think when it comes to baking, the only thing that I do bake is a peach, peach cobbler. Yeah, yeah.
1: I bake because of my sweet tooth. That's it. Uh, <laughs> I prefer to cook. I'm like you. Uh huh. What's your favorite dish to make?
0: Ah, uh, I guess I would have to say chicken and dumplings. That's probably my favorite thing to to cook. Anytime I invite people over to my house, like I love cooking a big old spread. Like I, I think it's also it's like. It, food brings people together. It's like one of the few things in, in the world that is universal that everyone has some type of connection to. And so I find that there is a way to connect with people through cooking.
1: Absolutely. Know?
0: And I think there is stories within food as well. And so I think I, I love to cook for that sole purpose of being able to tell a story or to bring people together. You know, I mean, is there a dish that you'll never forget that you've made or you were served? I remember going to a place in Philadelphia called Tiffin, where I had chicken tikka masala for the first time. And now I love Indian food. You know, I think when you are introduced to different types of um, cuisines that come from different cultures for the first time and and then you get that great experience and then it becomes Almost like a traditional thing within your daily life, you know, to be like, oh, I gotta go to this place and get this chicken tikka masala. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. What about kitchen
1: gadgets? Is there anything, or is there one that you really absolutely love and can't do without?
0: So I don't chop anything by hand. I love it. Yeah, I, I use my Ninja Chopper for everything.
1: Okay, you know, yeah, so yeah like yeah.
0: onions anything. You know, <laughs> people sit there and they chop it with. I don't have time for that. Okay, I throw everything in my little ninja chopper and I press that little button and that is my little shortcut.
1: Oh, that's amazing. So if you had to describe, how would you describe your cooking style then?
0: I would probably say that I, I'm a cheater when it I'm always looking for shortcuts. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I am not over here trying to impress nobody with my culinary, you know, talents. Yeah, I'm yeah. not. All I want, all I care about is making some good food. And that's it. I'm not over here trying to impress you. You know what I mean? Well, do you find
1: yourself, I mean, because you're always around food, and do you find yourself critiquing either flavor combinations or dishes, like when you're out eating?
0: Oh, yeah. All the time. (laughs) You know, I think also it's like sometimes I go to restaurants and people will bring me, like, extra food because they know I'm there. Or, like, they'll want me to try, like, their mac and cheese or something like that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know? And and the funny thing is half of the time I don't really care But then there's other times that I'm like, okay, I don't know what this is, but mm -mm, it's not giving what it was supposed to have gave. So, yeah, most definitely.
1: Let's do a little rapid fire. Tell us one thing most people don't know about you. I am very quiet at home. Name or sing a song that always puts you in a good mood. Oh,
0: what you think now? What you feel now? What you know now to be real?
1: What a voice! Fantastic.
0: forward oh, well, thank you.
1: What are the last three things you've had to eat?
0: Watermelon. I let drop out to the top. Um. What else? I had kava and jerk chicken. Last meal on earth. Ooh, chicken and waffles.
1: Midnight snack. Kit Kat frozen. Kit Kat frozen? I've never tried that.
0: Oh yeah, that's the only way I eat them. They have to be frozen.
1: Favorite ingredient to cook with? Garlic. Favorite restaurant?
0: Ooh, I don't know if I have one of those. There used to be this place in Philadelphia It's closed now, it's called Miss Tootsies. Oh my gosh, Uh it was so food. They had the best collard greens.
1: Ingredient you're most afraid of? onions really
0: yeah I hate onions they have to be like they have to be like so finely chopped And oh, you're like to my be, cousin and they have to be like cooked to the where they do not have that crunch like I cannot mm-mm.
1: and what if you see them in the dish
0: I will take them off
1: <laughs> okay celebrity you would love to cook for ooh Patty LaBelle what would you make a
0: celebrity Oh, I probably make um, I probably make peach cobbler for uh, Payal. Yeah. If you could save one
1: thing from your kitchen in a fire, what would it be? Probably my ninja blender. You have time to yourself, no interruptions. What do you do?
0: Watch a Disney movie. What's your favorite? Ooh, probably Princess and the Frog. Mm -hmm.
1: If you could have a
0: superpower, what would it be? Invisibility.
1: Okay, why invisibility?
0: I have to ask. Well, I think because I could get away with so much, you know? <laughs> like, for instance, if, if somebody is, like, trying to get me to work, I can just become invisible and be like, I can't come. I'm not here. <laughs> well, I'm invisible. <laughs> you know? You're
1: always working on something. What else are you working on right now?
0: Oh, my goodness. Well, I, I'm working on another Christmas album. So the, I, should
1: the question be, what arts are you working on? I'm just joking.
0: You know, but <laughs> actually, it's funny that you say that, is that I think what I have also realized is that I am a workaholic. And I think right now my goal is that I, I need to slow down. I think um, I I have a tendency to just feel like I just always need to be working. And I don't think I spend enough time ever pouring into just my myself. And so my goal right now is to actually just slow down, to, to feel okay with just doing like one job. You know, not feeling like I need to do 50 million. You know what I mean?
1: But is that difficult? I mean, because I know for me, um, I'm the type of personality and the type of character that always says yes. And you kind of jump in and then you're like, oh, I took on too much. <laughs> I've got too many projects on the go. Do you ever find it difficult to say no?
0: Not necessarily. I don't think, okay. not, not anymore. Um, I think back in the day, probably, especially like when I first started, I think sometimes what's hard is when you work on all these different things and they all are their own little sectors. I think sometimes other people make it hard for you to say no. You know, other people make it hard for you to have boundaries and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Um, But I think it's more so me just looking at, I always have this epiphany when tax season comes around. When taxes come in and then I see all this money, I I owe the IRS or something like that. Or I look at how much money I've spent and then I can't help but look at it and be like, all this went to work and not to me enjoying life or, you know, or taking a break or planning a vacation. I think that's more so where I start to get a little bit, you know, more thoughtful about how I'm spending my time and my money. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I get that. Okay, so what's next for you? Like, I mean, is there anything or any projects that's on that are on your bucket list that you'd like to do? Things that you would like to work on?
0: Well, you know, I've definitely been enjoying my time over at Food Network. Let's talk a bit about that. Over at Food Network, what are you doing for them? Well, I do multiple things. So, you know, I, I, I get the opportunity to go on many different show and judge. I've done Supermarket Steakout. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done uh, Beat Bobby Flay. I've done Worst Cooks in America. I'm about to do Gingerbread Showdown. So it's like I've been able to do so many things and, and I enjoy it because honestly it is some of the best food that I have ever had.
1: Right? I know. Now you have successfully built a platform that makes anyone honestly who's visiting they they feel like they're hanging out with their friend. What more do you hope to accomplish with your platform?
0: You know in a world where especially with TikTok and digital creators have become more of a like, there's so many more that exist now. I do hope to one day just solely be on TV because I do not know... I just don't know how the longevity of the digital space is. I think it's easy to be successful in that space, but I just don't know how long that will last, if that makes sense. You know what I mean?
1: Oh, it completely makes sense because it can also be a very fun environment but can also be a little cruel yeah and challenging at times so you never it's very uneasy especially if you're using it as your full-time gig or your full-time job it's uneasy it's not as stable and you said you like stability and i completely get that
0: yeah and see i think i want to get to a space where i just show up for work and i go home you know what i mean and all everything that i do exists when you watch tv you know?
1: Right. And then your, your online is what you want to put out there.
0: Exactly. But my whole existence is not determined on that one thing.
1: You know, and I thought about this and I thought about this question for this next question for a while. Um, and I was thinking about how to word it because I don't want people to misunderstand and think that I'm talking about um, how to gain viral success because there's no such thing as that. I mean, you don't want to. Would you advise like viral success? Would you tell someone that's what you want to aspire to do?
0: No, not necessarily, especially now in a day and age where they're like going viral doesn't really mean anything, you know what I mean? Like anybody can have a viral video, you know, I think it's more so about figuring out what your craft is or what your talent is and focusing on that, you know, I think going viral is, is fun and all, but if you don't know who you are or what you want to do, I think it can start to feel like a box. And you can Absolutely, get, you because can you keep track.
1: on chasing that next viral right. video. When, exactly. when I thought, and I thought about this question, so I wanted to ask it in a way where, what advice can you give to those who hope to turn their online passion into a lasting career like you did?
0: I think it's always, always being okay and willing to grow, and to figure out how to expand and what's next. Never allowing yourself to settle with just being one person, even if it is performing well. You know what I mean? Always trying to figure out how do you come become better than the person you were before. Love that advice.
1: If listeners want to reach out, find you, listen to your new podcast, anything Caitlin-related, where, where can they go? What can they do?
0: Luckily, I make it easy for everybody. And you can find me on everything at the Kalen Allen.
1: Thank you so much. Thank you so much for coming on the show. It, it's been lovely having you. You truly are a lot of fun. Thank you. It's that time we've reached the end of another show. Did we get your stomach growling? Head over to KitchenConfession.com for more recipes and foodie finds. Plus, you can check out ami.ca forward slash Kitchen Confession for all the latest on the podcast. Be sure to leave a rating and review so we can keep bringing you more episodes you'll love. Our producer and editor is Matt Agnew, and I'm your host, Mary Mammolini. Thanks for listening.